The Midweek Muscle Podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Hey, good people. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the Midweek Muscle. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, or whenever you're deciding to listen to this cast. I welcome you and I thank you for joining us for yet another week of the Midweek Muscle. If you're joining me for the first time, thank you for pulling up a seat to the table um, to join in on um, the conversation that we've been having, but also to give the Midweek Muscle a little bit of your ear and a little bit of a chance because again, um, without listeners like you, I couldn't do, like I physically would not be able to do some of the things that I've been able to do with the midweek muscle. So I really appreciate your ear and your time more than anything else. Um, But I also want to just extend a a warm welcome. So if you're visiting for the first time, I also want to invite you to take a listen to some of the other episodes um, that are available to you. Um, And just to drop a few of the socials, you can find me at The Midweek Muscle on all social media platforms. And you can email me directly, jz at themidweekmuscle.com for insight, uh, comments, questions, concerns, et cetera. Um, So that's all available for you. Um, But I just, I have a little leading segment and it's just simply this, to understand the end, you must understand the prequel. See, the last couple of weeks, if you're joining me for the first time, um, the last couple of weeks, I have showcased thoughts, feelings, and theories of how people think and feel surrounding what's happening within the U.S. and globally with race relations, COVID, and just the, just the, the, the emotions that are being stirred. So the last two episodes were very much charged and fueled with a lot of passion and a lot of emotion and, and quite frankly, a lot of theory, right? Um, none of us can ever be too sure of what's to come next because there's not a crystal ball sitting in front of us. But I must share that I've had countless conversations over the past couple of weeks around race relations and people reaching out and people saying, I'm sorry, and people wanting to have difficult conversations and people wanting to, um, to learn more or say more or share more or, or even do more by showing up to demonstrations and whatnot. So, uh, there's been a lot happening in the last couple of weeks and I can easily say that there are multiple multiple camps out there. And I'm only speaking from my perspective, but from, from the camps that I've noticed that exist out there around the racial tension that's existing in our nation right now, there's, uh, there's people who are scared. There are people who are outraged, confused, and even empowered. Like it's interesting to have all of those in the same mixture, but I find it interesting how all of those are accelerating at a rapid pace for a lot of people out there, particularly um, black people and uh, um, people of other races that are stepping out of their social norms. Um, and so 
right now, more than ever, if it wasn't enough with COVID and quarantine and all of these other things happening, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of news. There's a lot of information. There's just a lot of stuff out there. And so here are my simple thoughts. And it may seem like I'm glossing over here just a minute, but as you know, with the midweek muscle, true midweek muscle, muscle fashion, I'm going somewhere. So, so just track with me for a little bit. So my thoughts are just simply dust off, dust off your shoulders, keep your head up, keep your chin up and move with purpose. See, and this is, this is just casually me, but listen, don't let anyone just casually just roll up on you and pluck you out your seat. So in so many words, right? Do your best, do your absolute best to not allow any emotional barrier to stop you from having the necessary conversations to move forward. Again, do not allow any emotional barrier to escort you out of any opportunity to be a blessing to someone else. Those two things are deep. So, so I say that to say position yourself with power. Move with purpose and position yourself with power. See, I don't know where you are. Rather, you're on one in one camp or the other, or you're on this stance versus that stance, or you're you're in the camp of defund this and pro this, or or we're not taking a stance at all, or whatever that looks like. It may take you a few moments. It may take you a little while. It may take you a, a little bit of time to figure out and fully comprehend your role, your role in the midst of everything that's happening. But I can guarantee you something. While you sit and wait and trying to figure out what your role is, someone is in need of your help and waiting for you to figure out that role. And I know that's a lot of pressure that, that places a lot of pressure on someone that's maybe thinking like, oh, I don't even know my role, but here, consider it like this. I said it a couple of weeks ago that people can protest in different ways, right? You figuring out your role doesn't mean you rush to the front lines and start protesting. That may not be your thing, right? Uh, people protest in their own ways, even if it's not on the front lines, your measure of protest can be in different ways. It can be financial. It could be um, uh, continuing to be a light in your current role or within your community. It could be you speaking out to youth in your community or youth that you know about um, empowering them to, to experience something uncomfortable and challenging their mindsets on what they believe about certain things. Um, it could also be contributing to meaningful discussions around what change even looks like. Y'all, if you've not heard any of that, just consider this. Even broken crayons can still color. So even if you're, 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 you don't have a full continuum of what this looks like, or it looks broken or fragmented, it still has the ability to color just like those broken crayons do. So it all counts, all of it, 
every last little bit. It all counts. Again, you may not be available to be on the front lines as some of our frontline protesters have been, but there are other ways where your contributions still matter and they do count. So you might ask a question like, well, Jay-Z, why are so many people mad? And I'm afraid I must say, I can't answer that question. I can't account for the reasons for why every single person around this race relation issue and the social justice issue and the stance on ethics and morality, why people are so mad. I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak for myself. However, if you ask, why are so many black people mad? If you've encountered a a black person who seems angry and frustrated and broken down and defeated because they've spent so many years trying to fight the good fight and being encouraged. Now, again, I can't speak for everyone, but I, I have to share that to understand the current is to understand the prequel. Think about how many years they've had to immerse themselves in cultures and code switch and um, uh, disassociate and so that so that way they could assimilate or could align so they could uh, be on a successful track towards success. Uh, think about the different arenas where they've had to go into where there's may there may have been some racial slurs or where there may have been some um some, some, some random joke thrown out there meant to be funny, but it was really, um, making fun or, or, or casting, um, microaggression of some sort, uh, to, to, to minimize your presence. I can almost guarantee you that every single black person that has been, whether it be an area of success or in a marginalized community, they've experienced it in one way, shape or form, including myself, right? So when you ask, why are so many black people mad? Uh, that, that, that's a loaded question. If you ask why everyone is mad, now I can't answer that, right? So again, to understand where people are currently, you have to kind of dig deep a little bit to find out, well, what happened before this? <laughs> what happened before this? Like some of the things that I read out there are just pure comedy because again, I've seen it, I've heard it, and I just, you know, I'd be shocked to think of anything else. But again, off that soapbox and on to this one, what doesn't count? You know, I talked about, Every little contribution towards having the hard conversations, uh, maybe protesting financially, protesting on the front line, protesting for policy change, signing petitions, donating to organizations that are committed to social justice reform, um, or, or politicians or organizations, um, contributing to meaningful discussions, even if not with people, you know, within your own home, all of those things count, but what doesn't count? Jay-Z, what doesn't count? I'm going to tell you what doesn't count is anyone that wants, anyone that wants to budge on the basis of a fallacy. So again, uh, being so willing to be swayed by just someone that's willing to back them up, even if it's false information, right? 
I want to budge in that direction because it validates what I already believe, even if it's false. What doesn't count? Anyone that is here for the theatrics and not the compassion. What doesn't count? Anyone that wants to weigh in, but is not in the arena. The credit goes to the man or the woman that is in the damn arena. At this point, I'm not interested in surrounding myself with yes men or yes women that only wants to validate one point of view. I'm not interested in, in, in surrounding myself around people with their heads down and their mouths shut. I'm interested in surrounding myself with people in the arena. I am interested in surrounding myself with people who are taking different directions, but collectively they're on the same route. See, I'm, I'm trying to be in the arena with people like myself who are showing up to voice an opinion, to stand with conviction, to stand with courage without even knowing the outcome right? I'm out here doing all this and hey, say this and I stand for this and I believe in this and this is what's happened to me and I won't be silent any longer without knowing if it's going to impact a future opportunity for my employment, a future opportunity for connections, etc. So this is scary because a lot of people are sacrificing a lot to do this. See, uh, Brene Brown even confirms this in her, um, a TED talk is called a call to courage, right? And it's talking about vulnerability in these ways. That is almost the definition of, or how she defines vulnerability, showing up without even knowing the outcome. You can't, you have no control over it. See, I want to be in the arena with people like that. So again, positioning yourself with power is a bold statement. But it's been studied. So let's go there. If you position your body with power, you become present and authentic. Research suggests that if you stand strong and you stand with purpose and um, you consume your personal space or you kind of like get big within your personal space almost, uh, a few things happen. Your hormones shift, which means your testosterone goes up and your cortisol drops. Cortisol is a stress hormone. Uh, Your confidence goes up and your performance gets better. So what does it mean to get big? Maybe that means like uh, uh, tapping into more of a spiritual foundation and praying this thing out and getting really balanced there if you're spiritual. Maybe it means that you get more centered and focused in the line of the information that you're receiving, rather it be reading a couple books, rather it be sorting, sourcing and vetting through newspaper articles, rather it means doing history on, uh, man, the places you work or the people you work with, or maybe even your own households. It, it means, it means getting centered and balanced with the information and focused with the information that you have at your fingertips. What does it, and by doing that, and by getting big, and by positioning yourself with power, it also means that you're having the conversations that are hard, but you can still manage. You can still articulate with clarity. You can still articulate with facts, and you can actually lean in, all while minimizing your emotion. 
It's okay to experience your emotions. But if that's the thing that comes out over anything else, people are going to pluck you out your seat. By positioning with power, you're, by positioning yourself with power, you instantly become more powerful. When you truly believe, when you believe in your heart of hearts that one, you're deserving and two, that you matter. You're not just a number. You're not just a race. You're not just a person with privilege. You're not just a bank account. You're not just marginalized. You're not forgotten. See, the definition of vulnerability as it's been placed is a measure of uncertainty, a measure of risk, and emotionally exposed. So vulnerability doesn't necessarily mean you're crying as you're sharing the most intimate of details of yourself, but rather a m- vulnerability means that you're stepping into tough things with courage. And stepping into tough things means I'm not sure how this is going to go. I might be putting a few things on the line here and my emotions are exposed. But again, if you position yourself with power and you're managing your emotions, your emotions are on display, but you're still articulating your points very clearly. So your emotions aren't taking over. So people can still see that authenticity of your pain. People can see the authenticity of your rage. People can see the authenticity of your offended nature. However, they won't be able to say that that was the thing that was present the most while you articulated the facts, right? And so again, if we can approach this thing, not about winning, Necessarily, because there's there's different arenas where we just need to win if we want to have the, the outcomes that are desirable. Like we need to win at policy change. We need to win at shifting some mindsets. Those are things that we need to win. However, approaching conversations with the I need to win mentality is not going to get us the desired result. However, by approaching a conversation that says, man, I want to manage this emotion and articulate the facts. So I can shift some behaviors or shift some mindsets or at least open the door to the hard conversations. That's where we collectively win. See, again, there's a lot of cheap shots out there and people will take their shots as soon as they have the opportunity. But I don't pay attention to that anymore because I'm not interested in people who are not in the arena. Nor should you. Guys, I um, there's so much that can be said for today's episode, but I just wanted to get us in the space where, man, when rage settles or when anger settles and our emotions are temporary, what can we do from here? We can start with the facts. We can start researching. We can start digging deep. We can start having the conversation. We can join a friend who needs us. And while we're trying to figure out what our role is in this whole thing, we can at least start with at minimum who? Us, ourselves internally? What are some things that I may need to check off the list in order to start having the conversations with people around me? Because chances are like, maybe I've done something too. And if I haven't, then 
where can I, where can I improve? And I tell you what, no one's like a superstar at this, right? Even within, uh, with, even within the black community, we have some work to do as far as uplifting each other too. But again, we have to undo some of the things we've been taught to do because of some of the things that have happened to us. Right. And so again, um, I am here for the conversation. I love when you guys have a chance to listen in. I love being able to use this platform to share it in this perspective. Um, I did go out to protest and peacefully at that. Um, and it was rewarding. I felt like I had stepped into a call for something that I was being, um, asked to do. And again, yet I'm using this platform that was originally built and intended for something different. The root of why it was created was rooted in microaggression. And feeling rejected and feeling left out and feeling unaccounted for. And if you've ever felt those things, you know what that feels like. And so think of the person next to you that's waiting for you to figure out that role and what this looks like for them. We all need that kind of support and we're waiting, right? So uh, again, I, I commend you guys if you've had those conversations. I say continue to work on it. Um, I actually had a couple of calls today, um, or yesterday rather, um, that were around continuing the conversation. Um, and I continue to do that even within my own personal groups. And so I commend you all for all the work that you're doing. I commend you all for leaning in the, in the ways that you have, if you have already, if you have not, I encourage your heart to just step into more information as you acquire it. And you have questions. I encourage you to reach out and ask. I encourage you to do the best for yourselves and your families. But most importantly, I encourage you to seek out what is best in the way of truth and light and direction of the social injustice and, and to step into that. And again, living life with vulnerability. I think, um, Jane Elliott said it last week, uh, having, a life with purpose is something worth living for, but to do it without any of that is almost like what's the value of, of, of being able to call it life if you've not pursued it in a way of purpose. And for some of us, some of us are going to thrive. And for some of us, we, we may fall silent. And, and, and the last thing we want to be asking ourselves is that we fall on the right side of history with this. So if there's movement to be had, it's now while there's traction. Um, because again, to do it after the math is still okay, but what does it look like then? You know, only time will tell. Um, I thank you guys for joining in with me. I generally keep these episodes short because I know you're busy and you have things to do. Um, I thank you for tuning in this week. If you like this, if you really like this, if you enjoyed what you heard, if it, if it resonated with you, if anything resonated with you, I'm grateful. Please share it with a friend or a family member who needs to hear this. Please share it with somebody that's so emotionally charged that they need to consider how to move with purpose. Um, 
if you hated it, <laughs> share it with an enemy because we can all use a good word or two. Um, and I don't know how useful this is for anyone, but I do encourage that man out of nothing else. I encourage a heart of hearts. This, uh, this podcast was created to get over head and heart issues that hold us back and hold us up. And again, emotional barriers are one of the things that can, they get in the driver's seat and they get reckless. And so one of the things we don't want to do is allow our emotions to be in the driver's seat on this one. We really want to be advocates for the right purpose. And with that, I will um, let you guys go. It's been real. It always is. This time, same place, same time next week, Wednesdays, always in the middle of the week. Join me here. Don't miss it. And if you have the opportunity to bring a friend with you to listen in, to have something to chat about, to connect with me on social media about, please do. I'm here and I want to hear your voice. Thank you so much for that. You've made it through the episode. And without further ado, let's let's get out there and let's make the most of our purpose this week. Yeah. And if we haven't found it yet, uh, let's dig deep for what that looks like for us while we're waiting to figure out our role in this whole thing. Um, and until this time next week, let's, let's try to do our best this week. And as always, let's go.